Big Red Bench. Come on. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. With Sure 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Saturday. It's Cork versus Galway in the Camogie semi-finals at Nolan Park and Cork lead by just the one point. It's Cork 6, Galway 1-2 with 27 and a half minutes gone. We'll keep an eye on that for you. Elsewhere, there are wins for Cork City and Rockmount in the FEI Cup. Cork City assistant Richie Murphy will give us his reaction to their win over Treaty United. We're going to hear from Louise Quinn who was speaking after Ireland's first game at the Women's World Cup in Australia. And of course, it's Ireland hurling final weekend we'll hear from Derek Ling John Kiley while Tomas Mulcahy is going to tell us how he thinks the game will go all of that between here and seven You're listening to The Big Red Bench with Sure 72-hour non-stop protection here on Cork's Red FM. It's Aidan Lee. You're with you until 7 o'clock, 0868-104-106 if you want to get in touch. For the very last time, thanks to Izzy for handing over to us and the very best of luck. All right, we have a lot to get through and uh, let's start off, first of all, by uh, looking at the day's action. Of course, as I said, Cork leading by just the one point at six points to one-two against Galway in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship semi-finals. Earlier on, Waterford booked their place in the final for the first time since 1945. They had a one-point win over neighbours Tipperary. Moray Power found the back of the net for the Dacia in the first half in that one. It was a good day too for the Waterford ladies footballers. They beat Cavan 119 to 8 points in the senior relegation playoff and uh, yeah, securing their status for next year. All right, in golf, it's moving day at the Open. Rory McIlroy is currently playing his third round at Hoylake. He's three under par, three holes left to play today, and uh, he's uh, he's three under all round now, so he's four under par uh, for day, sorry, no, he's 300 now, so he's 200 for the day, and in a tie for 12th, um, so he's seven, six shots off the lead, he did go to four under early on, and uh, managed to drop back another shot, and Brian Harmon, he's still the man to catch, uh, he's got a four uh, four shot lead, um, it looks like he was going to be shaky earlier on, John Ram put the pressure on big time, he uh, shot a Back nine of 30, I think. Came home in 63. Uh, so it was a really good uh, good day for him. What did he finish up? Uh, he was six under for, for the... He's six under for the tournament. So I think he was seven under uh, altogether. And uh, Tommy Fleetwood also hovering, hovering around there as well. Um, elsewhere, um, as I said, the opening round of the FA Cup continues today. At the moment, Galway United lead Bangor Celtic 3 1. That's at halftime in DC Park. Waterford a 3 0 up away to St. Michael's. Earlier on, wins for Rockmount and for Cork City. Rockmount beat non league rivals Gorey Rangers 2 1 in Wexford, and Cork City beat Treaty United 2 0 at Markets Fields. We're going to hear from Cork City assistant Richie Holland a little later on. Bray enjoyed a 3 1 win away from home over Cockle Celtic. 
Celtic. Um, we're going to hear about uh, Ireland's game a little later on, of course, against Australia. Unfortunately, they lost 1-0, of course, on Thursday. Today, at the FIFA Women's World Cup, Denmark beat China 1-0 in their Group D clash. Elsewhere, Georgia Stanway's first-half penalty gave England a 1-0 win over Haiti and Brisbane in the same group. The holders, United States, began their tournament with a comfortable 3-0 win over debutants Vietnam in Group E. And 2011 winners Japan are top of Group C following a 5-0 thrashing of 10 players Zambia. In racing, a brilliant finish saw the Aidan O'Brien train save the last dance when the feature at the Curragh today. The group won Judmont Irish Oaks. Ryan Moore guided the three-year-old filly to victory after she went off the odds on favourite. What a duo Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore are just dominating the flat landscape. Uh, Formula One, Lewis Hamilton put his Mercedes on pole position for tomorrow's Grand Prix in Hungary. He qualified quickest ahead of runaway championship leader Red Bull's Max Verstappen. Lando Norris will start third for McLaren and uh, yeah what a better place to start than in Nolan Park and let's first of all hear how the first semi-final went Waterford beat Tipperary by a point and uh, Jonathan Higgins is there Park in the first of today's All-Ireland Senior Camogie semi-finals for Waterford to have defeated Tipperary by 112 to 111 after a poor start, a late flurry before half-time for Waterford, aided by a dominant second-half performance, ensured the Dacia qualify for their first All-Ireland appearance in 78 years. Ben Carton was ultimately the difference between the sides. She finished with a personal tally of eight points. The icing on the cake was a monster free from the halfway line converted by goalkeeper Brianna O'Regan, a score greeted by a huge roar from the large Waterford support. Waterford now await the winners of Cork and Galway. Full-time score, Waterford 112, Tipperary 111. Yeah, 1945, some way to end as well. And like, heartbreak last year in the semi-final for Waterford, so it was big for them to get into the final. And uh, let's just hope that Cork can be there. It's into added time there at the moment. And as soon as we get a half-time update from Nolan Park, we will bring it to you. It's Cork 6 points, Galway one two. Um, all right, let's get a quick update from the Open. And uh, there for us is Dennis Corwin, and uh, he has this. Brian Harmon began his third round at the Open with a five-shot lead. It was trimmed to two at one stage, but he's since made a couple of birdies, and he now leads by four. He's back on ten under par. But there's no shortage of big names lining up to challenge. Masters champion John Ram completed a stunning eight under par round of 63 that set a new course record at Hoylake in an Open. The Spaniard fired in an incredible eight birdies in his last ten holes to move up to six under par, and bang into contention. Tommy Fleetwood hasn't picked up any shots today. He remains on five under par alongside Victor Hovland, Antoine Rosner, Cameron Young and Shivankar Sharma. Rory McIlroy made three birdies in his first five holes to move up to four under, but a bogey on the 12th halted his momentum. He's three under par through 15 and seven shots in arrears. But it was one of the greatest rounds in Open Championship history that propelled John Ram to within four shots of Brian Harmon's lead at present. At the 2023 Open Championship at Hoylake, I'm Dennis yeah, thanks, Dennis, for that. All right, uh, it was Josh Honahan and Tunde Owalabi who fired Cork City into the second round of the FEI Cup. And afterwards, I caught up with Cork City assistant Richie Holland. All right, delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Cork City assistant Richie Holland. Richie, into the next round of the FEI Cup. You must be happy with that. Yeah, look, that's the objective, really, uh, at the start of the day was that we'd uh, put on a, a performance that was good enough to win the game. I thought um, keeping the clean sheet was a, was a part of the group and um, 
scoring a few goals as well as always good, you know, and build up confidence, you know, but we know that certain aspects of the form is going to get better as well, you know. It must have been satisfying as well to put it to bed with that second goal heading into the last minute, you know, away from home in a cup tie like that. The home side could be uh, feeling like they're they're on to maybe an equaliser there, so it must have been good to get that second. Yeah, yeah. No, look, uh, we knew three were going to be um, well up for the game, like kind of a free hit for them, really. Like, and also, especially um, the conditions of the pitch as well, kind of, you know, it had been um, a pitch inspection this morning that as well, you know, so conditions were difficult enough, but look, uh, we'll get into the next round and uh, we'll, we'll have to do that you know Did you have a chance maybe as well to give a few guys a, a game where they, they mightn't have the opportunity in the league or did you go with full strength today? Yeah no um, the, uh, uh, Roke has come in there and he's, um, he's a few weeks behind you know so him a start you know and uh, he got a, a good 65 minutes under his belt you know um, so for, for him I think that'll um, that'll get him uh, up and running there you know, for the next couple of weeks as well and going forward um, no look there was obviously um, we've one or two injuries and, and that at the moment you know, so it gave lads an opportunity to go and play and there was, um, there, was good, there was good stuff but there was also stuff as they say you know, that we need to get better at you know? Was it good timing to have this cup game maybe just to take attention away from the league and uh, you know they always say uh, uh, change is as good as a rest as well you know change focus and uh, head into a cup game was that helpful? Yeah, yeah. Look, look, it probably was in a way, like, but in another way, you know, it's been a uh, difficult week for all of us, you know, in, in the club, you know, with the with the news of of Rory dad, you know, and so you know, been a very emotional week for everyone, you know. So look, it's um, it's probably positive, you know, to finish on, you know. But um, look, it's um, it's 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 a good win, you know. It's a good win, and we'll we'll, we'll take that and, and we move on, you know. Yeah, like you said, it probably has been a, a difficult week for, for everyone around the club and obviously our sympathies go to Rory and his family and there was a nice tribute before the game as well and I imagine the players are very happy that they were able to get the win today. Yeah, look, fans are brilliant, you know, and I think if Rory sitting at home watching that, you know, I think uh, he'll appreciate that too, you know, because Kieran uh, was very close to, 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 to Rory and they had a great relationship and it's been so, so difficult for Rory the last week or so, you know, so look, we're here to support them and it's great that the fans uh, were able to pay tribute there as well you know? Absolutely um, Shell's at home next Friday another important three points up for grabs Yeah look it's, it's a big game they all are now really you know, and uh, Shell's are going to be very aggressive they're, they always are um, Duff has them well set up you know, and they're they're, um, they're, um, they're after change the system recently you know, so they're after going to 4 4 2 recently and it's been um, it's been interesting to see the they change the style, you know, but uh, look, they'll, they'll be aggressive and they'll come down and they'll, they'll, they'll want to get after us and stuff like that. So we need to be ready for that, you know, and we, we need to set up our game plan during the week just to, to nullify that as well, you know. Absolutely excellent stuff. Richie Holland, thanks a minute for joining us on the Bigger Bench. Thanks. Yeah, thanks to Richie for joining us after Cork City's 2-0 win in the FAI Cup. All right, it's half time at Nolan Park. It's Cork, six points, Galway, one to a one-point lead for Cork in the Camogie semi-finals and we'll have a halftime report as soon as we get it. Kathleen McNamee was speaking with Republic of Ireland's Louise Quinn following their 1-0 loss to Australia at the FIFA Women's World Cup on Thursday and a stark occasion, the first ever game for Ireland at a Women's World Cup unfortunately the result wasn't there the performance certainly was though, they battled well and uh, it seemed like uh, there was good buzz around the place as well, plenty of events in Cork as well and uh, showing honour 
the two Cork players in the team, of course, Denise O'Sullivan and Megan Connolly. Here is Kathleen speaking with Louise Quinn afterwards. Hello, Louise. <laughs> How's the head feeling? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I haven't really seen it properly, so um, I've no idea how it looks. There's a nice shiner developing there yes, for you. Um, it's been a lot of build-up, a lot of excitement, but we finally were able to kick a ball today. How are you feeling afterwards? Yeah, I'm feeling... Um, how am I feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling proud. I'm feeling disappointed. I'm feeling... Um, yeah, sometimes overwhelmed with the, the support from, from here and at home. Um, I just thought it was it was incredible and we're yeah, we're disappointed to not, you know, be able to to at least get a point out of that game for ourselves and, and for everyone who came to watch and, and everyone at home because it's been you know, this build up to, to the World Cup has been something I'll I'll never forget. It was very tight there towards the end and it was a couple of chances. What was it like on the pitch in terms of keeping your head, knowing that, you know, you really were putting the pressure on Australia? Yeah, I was I was loving it. I, you know, it was still it was time was going down but I was we'll, we'll get one more. We will get one more chance and I think you know we got more than one more chance. Um and it is yeah, it's a shame that we that we couldn't convert them. But we played against the world class team. They're very organised. They, you know, even on that transition, they get behind the ball very very quickly um, and make it really difficult for you. So, yeah, and and again, they're very very strong in the air. We knew in terms of us, you know, trying not to give away too many set pieces around the box or corners. Um, but yeah, and they're very good defensively at doing that as well. There's a lot of younger players on the pitch today. Were you impressed with how they showed up, considering that a lot of them don't have a whole lot of caps and they're making these amazing debuts in the World Cup? Yeah, that's you know I think it's it's the environment that we've we've created again. Um, you know it's kind of like we've we've kind of done all the hard work to get to this World Cup. So now it's actually you know it's 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 another game. You know, we we go into it. Yes, it is a massive occasion, but for us again, as I said, we've we've battled for years and years to get ourselves to this position, and now we're finally here. So, you know, don't let that, don't let it slip, don't let it fade away, don't, um, yeah, don't forget these moments. And and I, I think anyone who was, you know, we were so prepared. Anyone who was on the pitch, anyone who was on the bench. Um, you know the the 26 of us were were all ready to go and we still are so ready to go um yeah and and trying to get results in this group where does that mental fortitude come from because i think you could say like both teams probably in the starting minutes were a little bit shaky just in terms of the massive crowd the influence of the stadium and the fans but then you could see very easily the football took over and both teams just went for it where because like i mean no one on that team has played in front of a crowd that size yeah, I just think it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just don't know. I, I don't know how you prepare for for things like that. And so that's you know we were just kind of ourselves. We were, you know, a, a really relaxed approach, having a laugh, making sure that we we just kind of soaked in every moment. And you know, I think it was even something that we learned in the you know in the in the Scotland game. You know, was to be as honest and open with each other as, as possible just about you know how we are and then also it was yeah the uh, the match day minus one again we were just playing a few games in the in the change room and it just it just let this load off and it was honestly from that moment that I was like yeah I think we, we're, we're going to go win this now 
So again, I just think we had that sort of similar approach that, you know, let's just let's just relax ourselves and, and go enjoy every moment. And, you know, almost everyone's friends or families are here. And that was, honestly, across the other side of the world is the most special thing in the world. So that's a resounding message coming out of tonight is we're, we're going to do it against Canada and Nigeria. <laughs> this, that's the plan. We know we have, yeah, we have a tough, but... Um, yeah, we've shown, you know, we've shown the world what we're about, and but there's there's still more to come. How do you reassess and reprepare for them games? Because there'll be a massive high coming into today with, with this big game, and then obviously the, the load with dropping back down. How do we prepare for, for the big game? Yeah, we just need the best recovery we can get. We need, you know, our friends and family. We need to kind of. Um, be disappointed tonight and then yeah be ready to be ready to move on see the little things where we can where we can improve and um, yeah and get get ourselves up the up the pitch a little bit more and try to release some of that um, you know release some of that pressure but it's uh, yeah you know we're going to be we're going to be ready to go against the Olympic champions what more do you want? In terms of the chances that Ireland did have Obviously, your one went close, but then the, the chance from Katie as well. Just sort of couldn't get it over feet quick enough, and it's a small margin that really decide these sort of games. Yeah, that's it. It's that's 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 the game totally. Um, you know those those chances fall, but that's you know it was also there. Um, incredibly good defensively in terms of getting pressure on the ball. So yeah, like listen, I got caught up a little bit, but they've. They've put the pressure on that, so to still kind of release the shot and get it out is, um, yeah, was was still, you know, really creating a good a good opportunity for us. Um, and that's yeah, we've got to we've got to be able to take a bit more advantage of of set pieces, I think, as well. But we go against the top team who who really know how to defend that. The penalty was the downside in the game, but the reaction to it must that must be the pleasing thing, especially considering it's easy just to drop the head and maybe concede a second or a third goal. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it. As soon as you kind of concede one, it can sometimes be the moment where you almost straight away concede a second. And we were like, we can't let the game slip away from us like this. It probably maybe almost took the pressure off again and knowing that, you know, they're going to want to keep this lead um, and they're not going to want to, you know, try open up against us two more. And then if they did, you know, we'd we'd create something out of that. And yeah, we were, I just think, second half, we we really showed that we had to be patient you know, we were letting their centre backs go side to side with it at times, but then that was when we pounced and, and they made mistakes. A lot of lessons learned though from that French game because the French game they they punished it quickly twice and then even in the second half in the set play they punished it in that where yeah. where tonight it was a lot more alert in terms of knowing that they're gonna come like you see when Mary Fowler shoots over wide not long after the penalty as well, but then you just sort of relax them. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, you've got to you've got to learn from that. We know we don't <clears throat> concede too many goals and um yeah, against France, that was that was fairly unlike us. But yeah, we take we take learnings from it. I don't even think you know that defeat to France it didn't overly worry us. We were like, right, okay, now we see where we where we need to tighten up. It's a little reminder about you know what you've got to do better. Yeah, and it's Canada next for Ireland. And following Canada's draw with Nigeria, basically Ireland need a result against Canada. It put a start here they go home if, if they don't get a result against Canada it's probably game over uh, but they need a result against Canada win or draw draw would be fine then they need to beat Nigeria and hope that Australia in the meantime win both of their remaining games against Canada and Nigeria as well so four points for Ireland so long as Australia win all their games 
puts Ireland through simple as that uh, so hopefully Wednesday is the one against Canada and uh, one o'clock kickoff as far as I know and it's uh, sure to be a cracker it's the uh, it's the big one for Ireland it's make or break alright here's Jonathan Higgins with the tale of the first half at Nolan Park where Cork are leading Galway by a point in the Ireland Camogie semi-final it's half time in the second of today's All-Ireland Senior Camogie semi-final where Cork lead Galway by six points to one two Similar to the opening game, where Waterford were victorious, the weather played a big impact as the heavens opened during the opening stages in Nolan Park. Cork started the better and dominated the opening quarter, leading by 5 points to 1 after 14 minutes. Galway had to wait until the 12th minute for the first score, but critically raised a green flag in the 17th minute, full forward a Siobhan McGrath converting from a tight angle. Cork haven't scored in 14 minutes, but lead by the minimum at the interval. Half-time score, Cork 6 points, Galway 1-2. Yeah, and we'll be keeping an eye on that. All right, it's All-Ireland Hurling final weekend here in July. <laughs> it's still strange, I suppose, that we're not in September, but uh, look at... Um it's uh, this week is the hurling and next week is the football. It's uh, it's wham bam. It's you know there's not much time to think about it. Um, we will hear the thoughts of Tomas Mulcahy in the second half of the show. So tune in to find out who he thinks is going to take home the Liam McCarthy in 2023. Uh, let us know yourself. Oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Who is going to win it? The Kilkenny manager Derek Ling has been speaking to Ashling O'Reilly ahead of the final against Limerick at Croke Park. Derek, how's things? You're you're getting all set for the All Ireland final against Limerick. Yeah, look, um, good place to be, Ashley. So, um, looking forward to it now. Yeah, obviously facing Limerick, they're they're going for four in a row. There's lots of talk about them. How do you feel about facing them again? Obviously, it's a repeat of last year. Yeah, look, it's a huge task. I mean, they've been a fantastic team for the last number of years, and some you know top players all over all over the pitch. But um, you know that's the challenge ahead, and it's an exciting one. Look, we have to. Um, it's a game we'll have to attack rather than fear and um, so we're looking forward to it Do you feel that Kilkenny are going in as underdogs? I think it's safe probably safe to say we've been underdogs all year you know in, in most people's minds and that's, and that's fine you know it's um, we've had I wouldn't say we've over the course of the year we've been um, we've been at our best I think we've improved as the year has gone on and um, I think we'll need that improvement again on Sunday week um, it's going to be really important so Really, I suppose the focus for the next couple of weeks is really on ourselves now and making sure that we can um, we can put in um, a really good performance. Do you feel like you can match them physically? That's always the talk, how physical they are as a team. Do you think Kilkenny can match them? Uh, yeah, no, I think so. I think um, we have a really strong squad. I think we've um, you know a lot of experience there, and, and you know in terms of physicality or fitness, I think is is really strong at the minute. And uh, hopefully, we're just coming right at the you know at the correct time yeah peaking at the right time that's the, the main yeah. thing you're speaking about the experience obviously coming off the bench was so important against Clare you know the likes of Richie Hogan he does it time and time again yeah. Walter coming on Porrick Welch coming on you know you had that bench and that's really important yeah hugely important and the bench has been key for us this year and uh, you know it'll be no different again Sunday week but um, you know all those players you know have been fantastic both starting and, and coming on you know they've played both roles and uh, you know as you know, whatever you know, whenever you're looking for a player to come on, you're looking for him to make a contribution. You're looking for him to win the game for you, and you know we've got that so far. And uh, you know it's hugely important. Then we get that, we you know we get that a uh, contribution again. What was the most pleasing thing about the win over Clare? I, I think um, probably the second half. You know, it looked like momentum was definitely had swung towards Clare, and I think um, 
you know, to get back into the game, work a couple of scores. Obviously, the goal was a key, you know, uh, key point in the game then. But I think, you know, sometimes it can be easy to go back into your shell when it's not going your way. And I think that's really important that, you know, we'd fellas who went looking for the ball who were happy to, you know, just go and create a chance or two. And, you know, once we got a score or two, we seemed to settle back into it. Um, so that was my that was the most pleasing thing. And, you know, to see it out then against, a, you know, a really top team. What about Owen Murphy save? Was that a pleasing thing too? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, no, obviously, you know, outstanding save, you yeah. know, but... Um, Look, Owen has been doing that. We see that in training time and time again. And uh, look, at he's improving all the time. He was outstanding again, not just from the saves, but his general play as well. And uh, look, he's he's uh, he's in good form. Yeah, not to mention just individuals, but obviously TJ Reid. You know, he's gone on to to win the the all-time top scorer record. He broke it against Clare. Um, unbelievable player, and he is so important for you. That's so important, yeah, and. Uh, Look, he works so hard at his game, you know, and you can see that then when it comes to it. I, I don't think people realise how hard he works. Um, and, you know, even in the game against Clare, he was leading by example in terms of working back to field. His work rate was outstanding, along with many others. So, look, at, he's he's doing it and he's in great form. And how are you finding the role? Obviously, you were, you were in with Brian Cody as selector, you were at the 20s, and now your first year as manager. How are you finding it all? Yeah, look, I'm hugely, hugely enjoying it uh, so far. And obviously, when you get to a final, it's, um, you know, it's even more enjoyable. But um, look, we have a really good group, um, fantastic, you know, management team, backroom team with me as well. Um, so I'm not on my own. And um, S&C team, medical team. So we, we, we just have a really good group. Um, people are really good at the roles and um, we enjoy we enjoy the challenge of it. And, you know, that's, you know, that's why you do it, because you love doing it. And... Um, so I suppose it's, it's about bringing all that into play now and making sure that we're prepared for um, Sunday week. Yeah, you're obviously a former player for Kilkenny. Did you always have it in your mind that you wanted to be the manager one day? Uh, no, it's safe to say I didn't. Um, it wasn't something I was kind of looking at. Obviously, I enjoyed the coaching aspect of it and got into that You know, when I, when I finished playing and I enjoyed kind of working with my you know club team at home mm-hmm. and um, you know things develop from that and you get the opportunity obviously to go in under Brian and then with the under 20s and really enjoyed it to be honest and you know that's to say I am enjoying it still and um, you know if you aren't enjoying it you shouldn't be doing it and um, so look it's it's not something you kind of plan for I think last number of years have just flown by to be honest yeah. Um, so yeah did you learn from Brian Cody? Ah, yeah, of course I did. I mean, learned from both, you know, when I was a player, and then obviously yeah. being involved with him. You know, look at he—he's. I think we've all learned um, lots from. To be honest, um, look, he's a great man, and um, you know, somebody that was always passionate about Kilkenny and and passionate about you know having really high standards. And you know, I think for me, um, I suppose one of the objectives was to make sure those standards didn't drop and. Um, you know, we've a, we've a group of players that you know buy into that principle as well. So that's really important. And uh, so, yeah, hugely enjoying it. And do you hear from him at all anymore? Obviously, we see him at the games. There's different pictures go around of him at Crow Park and the likes. Do you hear from him at all? Not much, to be honest. In fairness to him, he would send a text after winning a game and that. But yeah. in fairness to Brian, he he would, you know, leave you off and let you get on with the job uh, yourself. So um, no, look, at, he he would he would always support. You know, once it's Kilkenny, he's he's behind you, and um, you know, so no difference there. And facing Limerick, obviously a huge test. They they have many players that can do damage. I suppose one in particular is Aaron Galan. How are you going to stop him? 
That's a good question, but um, look, top player, but I, I'd have full confidence in in our in our backs, but you know that are starting recently and who are on the bench as well, um, and you know huge huge trust in them as well. I think um, I think there's going to be lots of good battles around the pitch. Um, that's certainly that will be one of them, but. Um, but well, look, that's that's what you're looking for. That's that's what it's all about. You're you're putting yourself up against the best teams, and when you get to an Ireland final against Limerick, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And uh, but we're looking forward to it. Yeah, is there a good buzz about? Absolutely, no. There is a great buzz around, and um, training is really really enjoyable. Players are in good form, and um, and look, as this is this is where you want to be as a player and um, anyone involved in the team. Looking forward to an Ireland final. So um, we just have to embrace that now and uh, look forward to it and take it on. Yeah, it's sure to be an interesting game and we'll hear from Tomas after the break. But a lot of people are underestimating that Kilkenny side, I think. And uh, I've mentioned it before, but Derek Ling has just done an excellent job, hasn't he, with this Kilkenny side. Taking on what everybody would perceive as a poison chalice. Taking over from Brian Cody and trying to have to change styles of small but even though they were starting to go that way anyway it's a big achievement getting back into the final and lads Kilkenny in the final oh I would like to be playing it's the one team I would not want to face in, in an Ireland final is Kilkenny um, because they'll pull something out of it uh, you're going to have to be you're going to have to be six or seven points better than them to beat them by a few, you know, that kind of way, or to even beat them by one. Um, and look, obviously, tomorrow is a different case. Look, you'll have to say that Kilkenny are probably going to have to be five points better than Limerick to beat them by one, you know, that that kind of way. But uh, look, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. And we're going to hear Tomas Mulcahy's thoughts and the thoughts of Limerick manager John Kiley after the break. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. With Sure, 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. You're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench with Sure, 72-hour non-stop protection here on Corks. Red FM, it's Aidan here with you until 7 o'clock. Wouldn't mind the point, to be honest with you. Uh, it's, uh, probably it's Barstool weather, it? and tomorrow as well for the All-Ireland Final could very well be Barstool weather. And you know what, that'll make for a great game. I hope it's absolutely bucketing rain down in Croke Park tomorrow because Limerick Kilkenny, and Kilkenny in the West will be a super, super battle. Let's hear from the Limerick manager, John Kiley, who's been speaking to Ashling O'Reilly ahead of the decider tomorrow against Kilkenny at Croke Park. John Kiley, how does it feel to be back in the All-Ireland final? Yeah, listen, we're delighted, to be honest with you. Thrilled. Uh, you know, six weeks ago, you know, that wasn't looking like a very likely possibility. You know, we were under a lot of pressure at that stage in the season and, you know, our backs were to the wall when we were playing to Barry here in Cork here in the last two games of the of the round robin. So this is thrilled to be where we're at. We've worked really, really hard. I think when the big questions came at us in the you know, throughout the season, you know, we, we found a way of, of answering those and uh I know we're going to be asked some very big ones again in two weeks' time, but we just have to trust ourselves now that we have uh, you know, a lot of work done and please got another bit of work done in the next two weeks that uh, will prepare us for that. Yeah, it hasn't been straightforward this year, but I'm sure within that journey you've learned a lot and it's helped you to get to this point again. No, it's been hugely satisfying really, to be honest with you. you know, difficult at the time, absolutely. Very, very challenging, but you know that those challenges probably strengthen you as you're going along as well and you gain confidence from having come through them so I think the group at the moment is in a very strong place we just have to push on now and keep going 
you know, now that you have Kilkenny, you're at the Clare Kilkenny game. I know the camera zoomed up on you in Crow Park at one point during the game. Mm. What did you make of the game? Yeah, listen, uh, an intriguing battle, really, you know, uh, and a tale of two halves, if you like. And, you know, obviously Clare brought a huge challenge just after half time. And to be fair to Kilkenny, you know, they responded really, really well to that challenge. Um, you know, it was difficult, I'm sure, but they found a way of, of, of wrestling that momentum back from Clare and seizing the momentum themselves, found a goal that was probably, you know, a vital part of that piece as well and uh, and pushed on from there and obviously got impact off their bench as well. So, listen, uh, a very formidable side. Obviously, we've played them a number of occasions over the last five, six years. And they've all, always been very tight, of, uh, you know, games, very really tough games as well, very physical games. So we know uh, we know what's probably going to come down the track at us, but you know, we have to just prepare ourselves and make sure that we're the best that we can be ourselves and hope that that will be good enough. Yeah, you mentioned the bench there. It's a huge part of the game now. You know, the, the team that finishes the game. If you saw Kenny, the likes of Walter coming on, Richie Hogan, Porrick Welch, you know, you'll have to be aware of that, how strong their bench is. Yeah, King Kenny as well came on. Yeah. Had a big impact in the game as well. So, yeah, listen... We, we know that from our own group we're always looking for that impact off the bench we got it on Saturday from our group as well you know our lads had a massive impact in that last 10 minutes and they really closed out the game very strong for us you know we were in the ascendancy again with that added energy that they brought and you know we'll be looking for that off our, bunch, our bench in two weeks time again What did you make of the Owen Murphy save that everybody's talking about now? Listen, he's uh, an incredible goalkeeper and that was an incredible save uh, just when you need it most and uh, just... Yeah, you'd have to be full of admiration for that and it's just an ex- a special moment in the game and uh, one that will be remembered for a long time. You feel it'll be tough to get goals against them? It's always tough to beat him, I can tell you, that's for sure. But listen, uh, our, 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 uh, our intent is always there, uh, so we'll, we'll definitely be going after it and listen, hopefully we'll have the, the, the better of it in the, on the day. The big talking point was losing your captain Declan Han in the last day. You had to change things around. We saw Willow Dunahoo go to centre half back. Mm. We seen the likes of Kyle Hayes, Grout Hegarty moving around. But was that actually in, a, in the long run a positive thing that you got to see them push on without Declan and, and get over the line? Obviously, you would have liked Declan. Absolutely, there. yeah. Listen, Declan is you know our leader. Like he's our captain and has been for many many years now. Mm. So he's a hugely important individual in our group. Always has been, but. Obviously, when he's unavailable, everybody else has to step up. You know, yeah. William had to obviously take his place in, in the half-back line. Um, did really, really well, you know, for his first competitive game for Limerick at six. That was a fantastic performance. Obviously, he looked to build on that and, you know, be even better the next day. But at least he's got that game under his belt now. And it'll be a huge experience for him to have there and a good reference point for him. And obviously, from the, the rest of the group, like, you're looking to the other players to step up and, and offer that leadership to make up for Declan's absence on the day as well. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody responded in kind, to be fair. I know you've been asked loads of times you're hoping that he gets back fit in time it's just a waiting game at the minute if I was to ask you how would you describe the rivalry between Limerick and Kilkenny um, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a rivalry as such but you know there's a, a tradition there and it's a, it's a very powerful tradition you know but they've, they've had some fantastic battles going back right you know into the, the 70s and you know Great teams have come from both counties. Uh, Kilkenny obviously have an incredible record of success, uh, unrivaled, unparalleled, and you know will probably never be equaled. But uh, listen, this is the 2023 championship, and that's the one that we're worried about. Uh, it's the next two weeks and the game in two weeks' time that we we're focused in on, and that's the one that we can. That's the only one we can control. The past is the past. Uh, it's what happens on Sunday, next Sunday week is what's important to us. And one of those players, uh, the great players of the game, is TJ Reid. You probably saw, obviously, what he done breaking the record um, at the weekend. How will you stop him? 
yeah, he's an incredible player. Yeah, definitely one of the all-time great players. Um, you know, and was very impactful on the game last last Sunday. You know, uh, made the pass for the for the goal, which was so important at that vital time of the game. And his free taking has been immense as well. So, listen, he's a great player. It's going to be another massive part of the challenge that's involved in next Sunday week. But all we can do is go after it and do the best that we can. And what's it like for you, John? Do you enjoy all this? I know you're asked in there, and you said that I don't enjoy it. You know, going out to the games is not about that, but. Do you enjoy this success, this journey you're on? It's pretty special. Well, I enjoy my time with the lads, you know. I love coming to training. I've never, ever felt like I didn't want to get in the car and go to training. Yeah. I love getting in the car and going to training. I love every minute in this stadium and out in Rakeel where we do our training. We have great fun. We have had great laughs and times, you know, uh, going and coming for matches as well as another really enjoyable piece of it. Match day is work day, you know. You're, you're, you're on the clock and that's it. Like, you know, yeah. and from the minute you leave home, you want to be the best that you can be because you certainly don't want to leave these guys down, you know, and make a poor decision decision you know that's probably the one thing that you're really really conscious of you know that you are the decision maker and you better make sure you get the decisions right so yeah that's that's the part for me to, to look after that's where I have to step up and make sure that I'm as best that the best that I can be for them but uh, yeah listen we've had a really really enjoyable time we, we continue to do that and I hope we'll, we'll continue long into the future to have it as well yeah you've two weeks now do you feel calm do you feel pressure can you sleep what is it like for you it's busy, yeah. Today is certainly a very, very busy day. There's a lot going on. We have a lot more to do this evening, but, you know, that's part and parcel of it as well. Uh, we want to try and get ahead of ourselves if we can and try and get a lot of the, the little bits and pieces that come with this occasion, you know, sorted early doors and get them done so we can go and concentrate on what's really important, our training, our preparations, making sure that we are, we're absolutely ready for the game when it comes next Sunday week. You are going for four in a row. I know you don't like people saying that to you, but do you think about it at all? I wouldn't say think about it and we don't certainly discuss it because there's nothing to discuss like you know last year was the three in a row uh, it was the same previous year was the back to back you know uh, the previous one before that was could we come back and do a second one you know and the one before that was you know will they ever break the duck and come back and win an All-Ireland ever again so you know every single year there has been a narrative you know and this is another narrative and uh, of course you know it's, it's, it's a fact it's a reality but how does it impact on us and what we do and how we prepare? It doesn't, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, for us, it's, it's part. It's, 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 uh, it's outside the dressing room door. It's somebody else's business, not ours. Yeah, John Kiley there speaking ahead of the All-Ireland Senior Hurling final tomorrow at Croke Park against Kilkenny. Two-point game at Nolan Park. Cork 12 points. Galway 2-4, 48 and a half minutes gone. Ashling Thompson is about to come on to the field of play. Kleena Healy just put over an excellent score for Cork and an important point as well. Galway scored a goal. Now, from my mind, Amy Lee, the Cork goalkeeper, was blatantly shouldered into the back before that goal I'd, I'd be livid on the sideline if I was Matthew Toomey uh, they scored a goal to reduce the deficit to a point at that stage but Cleena Healy put over an excellent score for Cork to settle things back down it's Cork 12 points Galway 2-4 alright let's hear the thoughts of All-Ireland winning captain with Cork in 1990 Tomás Mulcahy ahead of tomorrow's big one between Kilkenny and Limerick Alright, delighted to say I'm joined on the line now by Cork legend Tomás Mulcahy ahead of the big one on Sunday the All-Ireland hurling final between Limerick and Kilkenny. Tomás, looking forward to Sunday? Oh, absolutely you know, um, last year was, 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 was a great game as well. Um, I think last year was, was the giant highest scoring All-Ireland final of all time only, beat, only to be preceded by the year before Cork and Limerick in terms of scoring. Um like I think there was 15 different scorers last year uh, between Limerick and Kilkenny in that All Ireland final. So, and we have so much to look forward to. It. It's, it's, I think it's going to be a fascinating contest. I know Limerick are probably favourites for a lot of people, 
Um, but there's something about Kilkenny. They're building something new there, and um, they've kind of uh, looked upon this, and they won't have any fear for Limerick, you know, and they look back in last year, and are Kilkenny, you, you, you kind of have to ask yourself, are Kilkenny a better team than what they were last year? I think they, I think they are, to be honest with you. Um, on the other side, Limerick, people would say they were put to the pin of the collar on so many occasions this year. It's kind of like a three-tier championship for them in terms of their own robin bases. They won the league, their own robin. Then they get to Munster Final, you get to Munster Final, you want to win it, and then you have the all Iron Series. So uh, all about peaking. And if you look at Limerick, yeah, you'll say some stages in this championship they were beaten, they maybe they were gone, they weren't the team like, like they were last year, picked up injuries. Um and very lined on um, Gillan up front, very much so. Yeah, like like you said, I think a lot of people do have this down for a bit of a non-contest, which I disagree with myself. Like you say, it's Kilkenny in an Ireland final. They don't get blown away too often. No, and the one thing, and we car people know it, and anybody else that's, that, that has played Kilkenny, you're guaranteed two things, they're going to show up, and they're going to be competitive, and they will never give up. That is the that is the mantra that they have. That is bred yeah. into them uh, so much above Nicky Kenny. They mightn't have the star qualities like they had in the past when they were winning and the Shefflins and the Eddie Brennans and Jackie Turl and all these guys. But they're they're unearthing uh, they're in, uh, unearthing a few gems. You know, you look at Owen Cody up front. He's twenty two years of age. Yeah, after winning All Ireland Club, you know, he's been a star performer the last day, and they got over a very, very good clear team that was fancied by many people to win that Ireland semi-final. And, and I've said it there in the, in the past, even in, in the Leinster final against Galway. Yeah, Galway were on top there for a period of time and looked to be home and hose, but they never gave up. And there's some real good characters around the field. Um, but look, the way Limerick performed in the second half, uh, Aiden against Galway, I mean, they just blew Galway away and if they bring that form if they peak on Sunday yeah they, they could run away with it but I, I don't see that happening to be honest with you I don't see that happening It's uh, the same both teams are the same as they were in the semi-final and it does mean that Declan Hannon is out for Limerick how big a factor is that? I, I, I think it's a massive factor because um, I think that's that's that that has to be a target for um, for Kilkenny is to stop that half back line um, doing what they've been doing so well over the last number of years. Obviously, staying very close to that full back line, never lo- allowing the full back line and themselves the space for guys to be popping balls in the front of of a full forward line. Hannon was the master there. He was the man at six. If Burns on one side and Kyle Hayes went 10 or 15 yards up the field too far, he was the man that brought them all back. Brought them back into position, kept that line right across and a formidable half-back line. And we, we've seen so many times a half-back line that dominates, you have a great chance of winning a game. And not alone in terms of defending, but their delivery into the other side has been top class. So if Kilkenny can make inroads there, and Declan Hannon to me is, is, is a huge loss, yeah, look, they've put, put Kyle Hayes back there, put Barry Donovan back there. They've kind of, they've showed that they've, they've they've looked to close it up as much as possible, and but that's something now that I think that Kilkenny will look to expose big time and try and get a gap between that half back line and the full forward line for Young Cody inside and Billy Ryan and other guys like that. Were you surprised that they decided to put Willow Donahue back there as well uh, for stages against Galway? Uh, personally I thought they were going to go with, with Hegarty because he plays there for the club he plays the centre back for the club so you would have had maybe that experience but they they went with Will O'Donoghue 
and Galway did have a bit of joy, didn't they, in the first half? They did, so. they did yeah. Well, I don't know who's there, right? You're right on that side of it, yeah. And they, and they had a bit of joy, and I think that's kind of an area. I think that's it's grand saying, look, yeah, fellas play there with the club. This is all Ireland final day. This is kind yeah. of one of the biggest positions in the game of hurling in terms of number six. You have to have a dominant number six. You have to have a guy that's reading the game, that focuses everybody. He's a go-to man, maybe at, at times with the goalkeeper as well, in terms of their decision-making, the keeping everybody uh, in line back there. And like Hannon, I don't know, he's been around, what is it, 10 or 11 years at this stage. He is, he is, he is the man. To be honest yeah. with you, and I think I think he's a big loss if he's, he's not starting now. Where where is he in terms of recovery? Is is it is is, is it just the case that they're they're naming the side that started the last day, and is there a chance that he could play? You know, I mean, everybody could have said last day for semi final he was close enough to making it. Maybe to give him the benefit of the doubt of the extra two weeks recovery time, and didn't play him. You know, so um, we we have to wait and see on that one. Kilkenny showed all of that traditional grit and know-how, as you said, against uh, Clare, didn't they? And like you mentioned then, along with the touches of class by the likes of Owen Cody and, of course, that man, TJ Reid, as well. Yeah, and look, it's, 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 it's amazing, right? It's a couple of the standout performers all year are kind of like Patrick Horgan, Seamus Harndy, the older generation, and TJ with Kilkenny. No, I mean, he's probably not the focal point anymore in terms of a yeah. full forward or a centre forward that you're going to put all the ball in top of him. I mean, his work rate the last day was just savage. I mean, there was times he was back in their full back line, clearing up, picking up ball, getting it over the fence. He's vision, he's a go-to man and like, he's not scoring as freely from play as maybe he has in the past but he's a pivotal uh, cog in that wheel for Kilkenny and uh, what that allows then, Aiden is some of the younger guys up front to express themselves and no better man than the likes of Cody the last day, you know. He was he was phenomenal. And um, there's some very, very talented player. And, you know, um, I said this as well, even the likes of Mikey Butler, <laughs> you yeah. know, your traditional kind of old style quarterback. But when he got up the when he got up the field in, in the in the Leinster final against Galway, there was a chance for him, maybe when he got received was on the receiving end of a pass. There was a, a couple of one twos up the field and when he got in the end of it, some people would have been just happy enough to throw the ball over the bar. Mikey was had no interest in that. Down into the the left hand corner, the back of the net was always always on his mind, and that's that's Kilkenny. They got two goals last year. They probably need three, maybe this time round, uh, if they're if they're to get over Limerick. But we've seen so many times Kilkenny can generate goal chances. They can take their chances when they come. They're a brilliant team to get goals, and uh, you'd expect maybe one or two to come on Sunday if they get three. They could be on a on, on a big way to to victory if they can get three goals against Limerick. Derek Ling took on the impossible job in a way, didn't he? The easiest comparison, I suppose, is David Moyes taking over from Alex Ferguson. He looks like he's been at it for, for five or six years, doesn't he? He looks so natural on the sideline. He, he looks so natural, but you have to be impressed with the man himself. He's so relaxed. Um, he's so calm, you know. Um, and there, there, was, there was a lot of things had to happen in Kilkenny in terms of the change in the focus of maybe the, the style of play going short to, uh, with puck outs that was never seen or accepted in Kilkenny um, going short working ball through the lines over the fence into midfield um, but he's changed all that and the players have bought into it now it took a while for the supporters of Kilkenny to buy into it as well but like this is two All-Ireland finals in two years this, yeah. is, this is a fantastic turnaround you know it's a fantastic turnaround and I think Derek King deserves massive massive credit for that and the one big thing that you you, you, you have to admire is he's given young he's given the younger guys their chance he's given the guys that perform well at club level with Ballyhale and others to, he's given them their chance to actually say go on take this Kilkenny jersey now and do what 
has happened in the past with all those starred names, all those people that have so many other medals. And then he was able to, I think one of the, I think one of the key things, Aidan, for them is the strength and depth in terms of his bench, you know. Walter Walsh, Killian Buckley, Richie Hogan, Padraig Walsh, they seem comfortable in their role on the bench. They're not actually, you know, throwing the yeah. throw, throwing the ties out of the pram. They've accepted it. And, and my God, haven't they made, say, they've made some impact already this year when they've come in. Walter Walsh, you know, Killian Buckley, Padraig Walsh. Fantastic. Richie Hogan, you know. And if this game is tight with 15, 20 minutes to go on, you're, and you're introducing that type of class, that could be stacking up into Kenny's favour in a big way, you know. That's uh, maybe something I noticed as well from the Limerick way to the Kilkenny way and maybe a, something to, to look at between John Kiley and what Brian Cody might have done in the past. You see the, the changes they have to make in the half-back line Limerick. Brian Cody probably would have gone with Colin Coughlin, let's say. You know, he would have trusted the younger guy, whereas John Kiley decided to move a few pieces around and make yes. the changes up front. I, I thought that was quite interesting because I for me I think Cody would have gone with the youth in 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 the half back line. Do, do you think do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Look, and I saw Cockton playing a good few games this season. I was very impressed with him. I said this guy is going to make his championship debut at some stage, right? He's going to he's going to be the the, the top man. Maybe 2 years ago Cockton to 20s maybe he wasn't physically as strong as some of the other players. Maybe he was still going through the conditioning phase in terms of strength and conditioning, but I thought he was he was he was already made choice for Limerick in their half-back line you know if anything happened to those to that trio as we mentioned at the start right you know so um, but look John Coyley is the man that's seen them training he's the guy that's seen them morning noon and night in their games and stuff like that right and I, I go back to the league final in Parky Cueve my god Limerick blew Kilkenny away they blew yeah. him out of sight blew him out of sight the one thing against Galway in the second half yeah the game was tight but my god did Limerick up the ante Big time, and they stepped up in terms of physicality, their physical strength. But you got to be—it's grand saying we're a physical team, and they're big and they're strong. You got to match with hurling as well, and that is the best thing that you have to say about Limerick. They have matched it in terms of performances on the field. It's grand saying you're bulked up and you're big body mass and you're huge guys and physically very strong. But you got to back it with hurling because at the end of the day, you got to win matches, and it's the only way you can win matches on the scoreboard. And they've been able to do that. Kenny will look at this and they'll probably say to themselves, "Gillan has got two man of the match performances this year." we got to stop those supply line inside we got to stop that half forward line dropping deep towards the middle of the field going backwards to leave all that space it's 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 it's, it's a ploy they've used all year and there's been no different they use it against Cork they use it against Clare in the Munster final and they use it against Galway get Gillan on the ball and Flanagan on the ball the two boys in the inside line pinging shots left of each other and I, I think the, the more interesting thing Ed, that I've seen in that right is they can go along with the ball. Galan has shown his his prowess in terms of actually catching ball in the air. Right, yeah. you don't have to be put, you don't have to be putting it up to the corner flag. The same with Flanagan, you don't. The hardly touch down into their hand. They're they're around the D. It's not going to the corner flag where you have to actually come on the way back around again to try and get a score. They're a goal threat around the D, and they know that themselves. And like Galan, the last day, where where did he get his goals? Right at the edge of the square. Yeah. Absolutely, and that, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? The full forward line versus the full back line. The Limerick full forward line versus the uh, Kilkenny full back line. 
what it, battles are you looking forward to seeing most there and, and is it as as black as black and white as we think is it going to be Butler on Galan or will, will well, Derek Lingard yeah, something and, else and, and it could be Butler on Galan it could be it could be you Lawler who's having a very good campaign as well you know and maybe it's more but underrated as well and uh, he's been very very good as well so look I, I think the supply line is the key here if Galan doesn't get on ball and he has a guy that's very close man marking him I think Kenny will will, will will smell victory on that basis because Galan has been a fart. I mean, he's been. Yeah. I mean, the scores he's been getting this year has been just top drawer altogether, and he's destroyed. He's just, he's destroyed opposition, and uh, there's no better team in the country though to nullify that than Kenny. They won't have yeah, any fear for. They won't have any fear for Limerick. None whatsoever. Exactly, and if there is that space, like that space that Limerick can create, I mean, you could have a, a junior B corner forward up against an inter-county corner back, and they'll probably win one ball eventually with, with so much space in front of him, you know? Yeah, look, and it happened to poor young lad with Clare, you know, <laughs> when he was sent in for his debut uh, uh, against Galan, and look, the game was as good as over after 20 minutes, and we've seen him against Cork, Galan has been brilliant, we've seen him against Galway, he's been brilliant, you know, so... um that is the key. If, if Kenny can do something back there and um, just not let that space and cut out the supply line. And the supply line is coming from Hayes, it's coming from Burns, it's coming from Dara Donovan, it's coming from all the way, all the way back there. I mean, you get you see ball, uh, uh, Burns getting ball. This, like, he's very rarely going to pass a short. Same with Hayes, very rarely going to pass a short. They, they rarely go through the lines. Hannon maybe has done it a bit more because Burns can, he can pop a ball 78 yards. Yeah, and so you always yeah. say like there's no man can run faster than the ball if you have an inside line that is a big threat what you do you supply them you supply you supply you keep getting the ball in there as often as you can and it doesn't have to be one bounce down in front of them yet that's the, probably the far, preferred option but as I say here uh, Gillan and Flanagan have shown they can catch a ball off the air they can turn the man and uh, they're in for goal so it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating I, and I'm really looking forward to it I'll get you to call it then. Is it going to be four in a row for the treaty or is it going to be number 37 for the Cats? No, it's going to be four in a row for the treaty. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> yeah, I look, I picked them from the start of the year. I felt um, a, a couple of things, like when you're winning and you're in the winning groove, you want more or less, you want more success. And uh, I think they've proven that themselves. They seem to be a fantastic bunch of players. I know some people around the country might think otherwise, but they've brought it to another level and uh, yeah the physicality side of it but tactically very astute on the line great awareness and they've blooded a few new players as well which is the key as well because that's what Kenny did when they were winning Irons bringing in two or three every year getting those guys to actually push the older guys for the places which meant that the older guys had to perform or else they were going to be dropped and Limerick have done that right and they seem to be picking at the right time and the timing is it seemed to be right so it's Limerick for me and are they already in the pantheon of the greatest teams ever or do they need to win this one to be up there? They need to win this one and maybe win next year as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, but let them, get, let, them, let them get over this one first, right? And uh, um, yeah, you, the, one, the, the biggest fear is Kilkenny and they know how to win our Irons. And I lost two our Iron finals to them when we were kind of favourites and maybe thought we'd, we'd go up there and, and, and we'd win wouldn't say comfortably, but thought we we nothing else. We, we we were going to win, right? You know, but my God, it turned us over twice, and um, other teams have felt the same as well. And there's there's a bit of confidence in Kincaid. I know that, right? There's 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 a young team there. Yeah, they're probably are they a bit ahead of themselves in terms of where they are they're at. 
have they, had they got it easier in the Leinster Championship campaign? Yes, they've had, right? Um, but it's now all Ireland final day, so it's 70 minutes from glory, so don't rule out the cats. But yeah, it's, it's Limerick for me. Limerick for me all the way. All right, it's sure to be a cracker in Croke Park on Sunday. Tomás Mulcahy, thanks a minute for joining us on the Big Red Bench. You're welcome, Ian. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, Tomás was very sure there of his prediction. He thinks it's going to be Limerick that's going to take home four in a row in Croke Park tomorrow. All right, Cork are into the All-Ireland Camogie final. Fantastic victory for the Rebels over Galway at Nolan Park. It's ended Cork 15 points, Galway 2-6 and it really was a battling performance right to the end Aoife Healy made a superb turnover, she lost her hurley ran back, turned over the ball and uh, I'm not sure, I think there was there one more point got out of it after, just after that but it just stopped the Galway counter and uh, Laura Hayes as well went in and actually won the breaking ball from that turnover as well but they really battled for that one Cork and they're going to face Waterford in an all-Munster all-Ireland Camogie final clash uh, three years in a row now into the final for Cork and a massive, massive chance to uh, to take home the title. And uh, yeah, it's uh, great to have that bit of excitement and of course the ladies footballers in semi-final action as well. Be great to have both teams into the decider. All right, we're going to get a one more update from the Open in Liverpool. Here is Dennis Corwin. Brian Harmon began his third round at the Open with a five-shot lead, but he made a couple of early bogeys and found his lead suddenly trimmed to two. But to his great credit, he stuck to his task manfully and has since made four birdies to move to 12 under par and put himself in pole position to lift the Claret Jug. Masters champion John Ram had earlier completed a stunning 8 under par round of 63 to set a new record score at an Open in Hoylake. The Spaniard fired in eight birdies in his last 10 holes and moved to 6 under par to give himself hope, but Harmon has kept him at bay. And Cameron Young is now in a share of second. He is on 6 under par playing the last. Rory McIlroy made a hugely promising start with three birdies in his first five holes he moved up to four under but he played the remaining holes in a very disappointing one over par to sign for a round of 69 and he has surely left himself too much to do back on three under par but it's Brian Harmon who survived an early wobble to wrestle back control of this tournament at the 2023 Open Championship at Hoylake I'm Dennis Kerwin all right, and that is all we have time for. Rory's going to be along tomorrow evening. He'll have all the reaction from that win for Cork over Galway and Shawnee McGrath is going to join him as well to look at and review the All-Ireland final tomorrow evening between Limerick and Kilkenny. Thank you for listening this evening. Stevie G is on the way next. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. With Sure 72-hour non-stop protection, tested to the limits, Sure, it won't let you down.